All right, guys, we're going to talk today about food offered to idols. And you say, well, that's not really relevant to us, George, you know. Uh, well, there are some things we can learn from his interaction here with them, and we can uh, gain some things as far as other areas in our life. So let me explain to you what's, what the issue is, okay? Because when you and I buy our meat, you know, you either go to J&G, Save-A-Lots, Walmart, or you go over to, to uh, Palumbo's, you know what I'm saying, and, and you, you buy your meat. And you're, you're not, the only thing you're worried about concerning that meat is if it's fresh. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? You're not really concerned about what, who was it offered to. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Where did this meat come from? Well, you might wonder where it came from, but that's about the extent. With the Corinthians and with believers in this age, they, outside of Israel, they were concerned about where this meat came from. Because most people didn't eat meat in their diet. And meat would be bought in a local market. And where that meat came from, it could come from the temple. Now, with the Jews, when they made an offering, who were the only ones who were allowed to take meat from the offering? The priests, right? And so it was given to the priest to sustain the priesthood. The rest of it was what? Burned up. With the pagans, with those who worshiped the different gods and so forth, if, if something was brought as a sacrifice, that meat wouldn't be necessarily burned up. They would then turn around through their mediator, whoever they had, and they would sell it in the local market. And everybody knew that. So if you go buy a juicy steak in a Greek market at that time, the chances are that that steak was part of a cow that had been offered to Zeus or Apollos or Aphrodite or something. And so for the believer, depending on their level of maturity, that might be an issue. Because that was dedicated to a to a false deity, to a demon or something. And so Paul's addressing this issue because in the church in Corinth, you had some, again, who were mature, and they said, oh, well, it's just a stake. Did you know what I'm saying? But then there were some who were, it bothered them. They came out of paganism. They came out of Aphrodite and, and, and Zeus and all of that worship, and they thought, no, 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 I can't eat this. This was... That's my old lifestyle. I don't want to go there, okay? So this is what the issue is. And so he's going to talk about the issue of freedom. So we're going to look at verses 1 to 13, and we're going to see where this goes, okay? So maybe we can see some relevance to you and I today, because that, don't go to the, to the butcher and ask, who was this offered to, okay? He's, he's not going to it's being offered to you, bud, on sale. You know what I'm saying? Don't, you don't need to worry about that. But there is some principles here for us to recognize. So I want you to notice, first of all, verses 1 to 3. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. That knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, 
He is known by God. Okay, so the very first thing Paul's going to do when he's talking about this whole issue about the whole discussion of whether to eat meat offered to idols or not, isn't it interesting to you and I that the first thing he talks about is what you think you know? Knowledge. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's going to get right to the heart of the issue of how much do you think you know? And if you think you know, you may not know. Now, why do you think he does that? Before we look at exactly what he's saying here, why do you think he goes to the issue of knowledge? Because we're talking about meat offered to idols. Why don't you just tell us the principle, George, or Paul? Why do you think he goes right to the heart of people who think they know, and then he says, well, you don't really know? Why do you think he, why do you think he does that? Why do you think he starts out with knowledge? Okay. Okay. Okay, that's good. Do you hear what Bruce is saying? Everybody agree with what Bruce is saying? Because it could be true on each side. So maybe the guy who says, oh, I can eat this, an idol's nothing, I know. Well, maybe you don't know. Or the one who says, well, it's offered to a demon and we shouldn't do anything that that guy thinks he knows. Both can be arrogant, right? Okay, and in their arrogance, they may be creating a problem. Did you understand what I'm saying? So he's going to get right to the heart of knowledge here. So let's take a look at what he's saying here in verses 1 to 3. All right, so Paul turns his attention to meat offered to idols. All right, Paul turns his attention to meat offered to idols. By the way, this was a issue in the church in the early in the early church because he mentions this issue of meat offered to idols in other other books. Okay, so this is an issue. All right, so because you're like, man, what, this doesn't do. Here's what he says: knowledge alone puffs up an individual. Knowledge alone puffs up an individual. Now, what do you think that means? Puffs up. What? What's that? Okay, self-gratitude. Okay, yeah, it's possible, Tim. But actually, it's something more. All right, Lori? Pride. Being puffed up with pride. Now, have you ever met people who knew something, and they were like the only ones who knew something, and they knew they were the only ones who knew something? How did they come across? Arrogant. That's, that's the breeding ground for arrogance, right? As I have this knowledge, okay? Now, what should happen is humility, right? But oftentimes, the very basic human instinct is, is I know better. Yet we, don't have, we don't meet people like that, do we? I know better, you know? But he's, he's going to say here, knowledge alone puffs up an individual, but he says, love builds up one another. Rather than be guided by, I know, you should be guided by what? I love. I love others. And yeah, maybe I know, but because of my love, I'm going to be what? Patient help people move along, because are we all at the same level here? 
Well, we're all saved, George. Yeah, I understand we're all saved. But are we at the same level in our understanding and maturity? No. So some people may be mature in some areas of their lives than you, and you may actually be mature in them in some areas of their life, right? We're all at different places with regards to different things. We all are, what, moving in our understanding of Jesus, right? In our understanding of Christ, in our understanding. And so because of that, rather than saying, well, I know, it's better to say, I love. And allow for people to move forward. Do you understand what I'm saying? And grow. And is it possible they may never grow in that area? Yeah, it's possible. But because you love... You'll tolerate. That's right, Gene. You'll tolerate. Okay, so those who think they have knowledge really have none. Well, that's a pretty bold statement. You know what I'm saying? Well, now, why would he say that? Those who think they have knowledge really have none. Why do you, what, what do you think he's getting at there? Anybody? What do you think he's getting at? Okay, that's possible. Even though you think you have knowledge, might not be the right knowledge. You look like you had something on your thought, Lori. Okay, they misunderstand what's important. Yeah, they're missing the real issue here. Oh, it's not an issue of the, if that's a significant thing or not, of meat being offered to idols. There's actually a bigger issue here, and they're missing it. So you think you know, but you don't really know. Do you know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, so the reality is, is that those who think they have knowledge really have none, okay? Really have none. Now, those who love God are known by God. That's how he ends out verse 3. Look at what he says, but if anyone loves God, he's known by God. Now, why would he say that now? He says, if you think you know, you don't know, but if you love God... You're known by God. Why do you think he brings that up? What's the most important issue here? What's this guy? What's that, Jane? Yeah, so if I love God, then I'm going to be serious about what God has told me, and I'm going to be known by him. One of the things that he's very serious, because he mentions it over and over, is that we what? Love one another, just as I have loved you. Okay? So, so the key issue is love. Loving God, loving others. Okay? And we'll be known by him. Now let's get to verse 4. Verse 4 through 6. Here's what he says. He's going to talk about the issue. Therefore... As to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence and that there is no God but one. For although there, are, there may be so-called gods in heavens and on earth, and as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things exist, and for whom all, we all exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we exist. 
So now he's going to just get to this whole issue about this meat being offered. He's going to talk about this reality of these gods. Which, by the way, do we have that issue today? Do we? Not in Kerwinsville, I don't think. Well, do we? Yes. And what might they be? Money, power. Okay, on one level, it might be money, power, job, hobbies. Okay. All right. Here's another one. We do have people, even in our community, they maybe do worship another god. Like who? Well, if they're Indian, that is uh, from from east from e from east Asia. Do you understand? And they're Indian. They're Hindu. They worship many gods, thousands of gods. To them, they're very real. Muslims worship their own god, Allah. Okay. There are other people. You say they're not in our area. You obviously aren't paying attention. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Even the Chinese, they have their own gods. By the way, have you eaten at a Chinese restaurant lately? Besides the cat, the money cat that's got the arm going, saying, bring me money, bring me money, okay, which is a Japanese god, okay, there are gods sometimes on their platforms there. Really? Oh, by the way, are you going to stop eating at the Chinese restaurant now? Maybe you can continue after today's lesson, okay? But, but the point is, <clears throat> there are many gods. But are they real? This is the point Paul's going to get to, okay? So here's the issue. <clears throat> the heart of the issue is the question concerning eating meat offered to idols. Okay, so this is the heart. The reality is, is that idols are nothing, Just a piece of wood, just a piece of metal crafted, or in a lot of cases, a piece of plastic or ceramic. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or something imagined. They're nothing, okay? They're nothing at all. There's only one God and creator of the universe. There's only one God. And by the way, that God, that God the Lord God, didn't create other gods. Now, he created angels, okay, and humans, but he doesn't share his glory with anyone. So all of those other things aren't real, okay? They're, they're just somebody's thing that they've created. So there's only one Lord, Jesus Christ, all right? One Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, look at what he says here. I think it's interesting. Verse 5, for although there may be so-called gods in heaven and on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, what do you think he means by that statement? What do you think he's alluding to here? Because he just said they're nothing. But what's he saying? Well, there may be. What's he referring to here? What do you think he's assuming here that we understand? And many lords. Because he just said, they don't exist, they're nothing. But then he said, but uh, maybe there's these so-called gods and so-called. Notice he used the word so-called. 
so-called gods and so-called lords, what do you think he's referring to? Okay. Yeah, Kim Jong-un thinks he's a god. Yes, okay, that's true. He does, okay. But what do you think Paul's referring to here, what, specifically? And there's another way he refers to it in the Bible, principalities and powers of the air. Yeah, d demons. Yeah, so he's saying, yeah, they're nothing, but also realize there's these so-called gods and lords, they are demons. Because who's the god of this world? Paul uses that phrase in Corinthians. The god of this world has blinded their eyes. He uses it in 2 Corinthians. Who is that? It's not the Lord that has blinded their eyes. Satan, he refers to the god of this world. Small g, god of this world. Satan. Okay, so just so you know, they're nothing. It's nothing, okay? Now, let's look at verse 7. Verse 7 through 13, he's going to talk about the limits of our freedom, okay? He's going to talk about the, the limits of our freedom. So, however, not all possess this knowledge. All right, so he's saying here, not everybody understands this, but some, through former associations with idol, eat food as, re eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off, if, worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you, he has, who have the knowledge that eating in an, in an idol's temple will not he be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to an idol? And, by, and so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, a brother for whom Christ died. Thus sinning against his brothers and wounding his conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. All right, so let's get into what he's talking about here. He's going to talk about the limits of your freedom. Because the fact is, is you might look at this and say, yeah, I, I agree with you, Paul. It's nothing. Therefore, that steak that came from that temple to Zeus, it just looks really good. I hope they do it medium well, and they got the right steak sauce. Do you know what I'm saying? But there might be a guy there who used to worship at the temple of Zeus, and he's an immature believer, and when he sees you and he knows you bought that steak at the market right outside the door of that temple, he's thinking, oh my goodness, and it's causing him to stumble, maybe to even want to tempt him to fall back into his old lifestyle or something. So there's an issue about, yeah, you may have freedom, but again, with freedom, you have what? Limits on your freedom. So let's talk about it. Okay. So some believers have not matured in their understanding of idols. Some believers have not matured in their understanding of idols. We know that, right? I mean, there were things when I was a younger Christian in Christ, a believer in Christ, I 
was pretty strict about, firm, almost very rigid because of the background that I came out when I came to the Lord. But now that as I've grown older and mature, I'm actually a little bit more, I've loosened up in those areas because I now have a greater understanding of the relationship with the Lord. Lori? Yes. Yes, I thought I had the knowledge. Did you get what she's saying? I thought I had the knowledge. Don't do this, ever. And made an issue that maybe was gray or not an issue into a black and white issue. Do you know what I'm saying? All right, so there's nothing wrong with food. Paul's pointing out the issue isn't the food. It's not the steak, okay, or the fish, or the crab, or whatever it is you're eating, okay? That's not, it's not the food. Food does not affect our standing with God. That doesn't affect your standing with God. That's what Paul's point is here. The mature should be careful in exercising their freedom. But the issue is, if I'm with you and I know, so if I'm with a brother in Christ who is an alcoholic, I'm, not, I'm going to take him to McDonald's. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to have lunch with him at McDonald's. I'm not going to take him somewhere that's going to be a temptation for him. Do you understand that? I'm concerned about my brother. You understand what I'm saying? Or let's say, because we're talking about the addiction of alcohol, I'll just be, let's say the addiction is food. Let's say it's food. Do I go to Dairy Queen with him? No, I don't go to Dairy Queen with him. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Because I want to be considerate towards him. Like, do I go to Dunkin' Donut with Let's say he's got a craving for donuts and he's just enslaved to donuts. Do I go to Dunkin' with him? No. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm concerned with, I'm, I'm going to be careful about exercising my freedom for the sake of my brother or sister, okay? So the immature will be damaged by the actions of the mature. That's what we need to realize. Forget the jerks, but there are people who do legitimately wrestle with things because they're immature in their faith. And so... It's possible to damage an immature believer's life by my actions. What were you going to say, Lori? Yes. 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 Now I can't handle the the the, the movies they want to see, so because they're too intense, you know. No, I'm just kidding. I I do watch them with them still. So, all right. So, the actions of the mature is a sin against others and God. So my being insensitive. 
to where people are at around me and just doing my own thing because I'm mature, I got knowledge, I can just do it. That's actually my insensitivity is a sin against God and against others. That's the point he's making here. It food, Food's food. But, hey, using that example, I'll go without steak today. I'll just eat the salad because I'm concerned about you. That's the issue. Okay? That's the issue. So because of love, we should give up our freedoms for the sake of others. That's really the bottom line issue, is I'm going to curtail my freedom for the sake of others. We say, that sounds like enslavement. No, 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 listen. He's not saying you shouldn't exercise your freedom, but you're going to be aware of where it might hurt somebody. Okay? Where it might hurt somebody. So this was a good discussion. We'll get further into chapter 8 next week.